Hello and welcome back to the Scars Day Beautiful Purpose. I am your host, Zervi Cox. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and during this time, during this pandemic, it is something we need not to forget about. Seriously. Through this time, I'm hearing many stories of people becoming depressed and are suffering from mental illness and this saddens me. So I want to speak on mental health and the church. Can a Christian suffer from mental illness? Yeah, a Christian struggles the same way as anyone else with mental illness. I grew up with two or three family members, cousins to be exact, that had schizophrenia. This illness had a profound effect on our family, especially when I was younger. Like many other families, this was taken as an embarrassment. I never understood what it was. So, during this time, a lot of people are stuck at home, which for some can have an impact on them or are dealing with psychologically. Today, where there are so many people suffering from mental illness, I wanted to learn more about it. I realized that there isn't much talk about it in the churches. For the two years, at my church, I never heard it being discussed. Maybe the one or two Sundays I didn't show up. But nevertheless, I can't recall hearing about this in my church, to be quite honest. It is evident though that there is a misconception about mental illness in our culture. Most people do not know enough about it to feel confident to discuss it. Even today, the science is still emerging. The causes and remedies for mental illness are not always known. So the sense of mystery around them, a sense that is partly outdated and partly legitimate, intimidates many people. Many also feel intimidated because they don't, they don't have the professional education and qualifications to feel confident in helping. Most of us aren't medically qualified to help someone with a broken leg or cancer either. Yet we know we can offer our support. There's something about mental illness, however, that often keeps us from offering that same kind of help. That something is stigma. In both our culture at large, And in the church, we respond differently to mental illness than we do to other afflictions. We tend to marginalize people with mental illness to write them off as incapable of contributing to our communities, and we fear them. This stigma is reinforced in popular culture, our ongoing silence on mental illness, and also the way we speak about it when it does come up. While this part, this pattern is starting to change very slowly, we have a long way to go. And I believe the church should be leading the way in rejecting stigma and irrational fears regarding mental illness. In the church, mental illness tends to raise difficult spiritual questions that we don't always know how to answer. Some may ask how accountable are people for their behavior when they have symptoms of mental illness. They ask, does demon possession cause mental illness? Or why does God allow the kind of suffering that cause despair, delusions, and overwhelming anxiety? See, unless you're trained in psychopathology, the most responsible action you can take is to refer the troubled person to a psychologist or a psychiatrist for diagnosis. In many cases, a person may have both mental illness and spiritual issues to deal with. 
The best way to find out whether a mental illness is present is to refer the person to a mental health professional. If the person has treatable mental illness, that treatment can help clear the way for more effectively addressing spiritual issues. But people who are receiving mental health treatment have spiritual needs too and mental illness is often accompanied by spiritual crisis. It's critical to stick with those who are suffering from both providing Christian care. So I want you listeners out there to avoid common misconception. A common misconception is that people with mental illness are inherently violent and dangerous in general. People with mental illness are no more prone to violence than the general population. Many, however, are vulnerable to violence and far more likely to be victims of crime than to commit crimes themselves. It's also common to believe that mental illness is rare and happening on the fringes of our society. In reality, each year in the United States, about 26% of adults experience a diagnosable mental illness. Millions of children and teenager, teenagers experience mental illnesses as well. There is also wide variety in disorders that affect our brains, just as the disorders that affect the rest of our bodies. Most mental illnesses does not, does, don't look like sens- sensationalized versions we see on TV and in movies. Most, most of them look like our friends and neighbors and the people who sit in our churches on Sunday mornings suffering from depression, anxiety disorders, or other common conditions. Many people also mistakenly believe that people with mental illness are doomed to live wasted and unproductive lives, that they they can't contribute to the life of the church. We have a sense of spiritual hopelessness about mental illness that we don't have about other treatable conditions. Even when those conditions are very serious, but God has a purpose for everyone and though mental illness may alter the course of a person's life, it doesn't mean that that person's life is not valuable anymore. Psalms 139 is a beautiful reminder of our value to God and his attention to details of our lives. Verse 16 celebrates this reality. It says, Your eyes saw my unfirmed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to me. See, God is not surprised by any of our suffering and he wants to use all of us. His redemption is always at work and he uses suffering to make us more like him and to qualify us for ministry to others. If the church gives up on people, then that is the church's doing. It's not God's policy. We will see the individual first, not the illness. Understanding is a fountain of life for those who have it. Proverbs 16, 22. Remember that. Each person is an individual with many attributes, a distinct personality with different looks, character, talents, and skills raised within its own family type in an environment of varying opportunities. This, diverse, this diversity balances relationships and promotes growth. It makes society an interesting group of people that can live in harmony rather than opposition. 
A characteristic that an individual shares with others does not erase everything that distinguishes him from them. So it is with mental illness. A person who has mental illness still is the unique individual he always was. Similar symptoms, problems, and treatments give something in common, but do not make everyone with this affliction alike. Just as those who have diabetes, arthritis, migraine headaches, or any other condition are not all put into one demeaning category. Those who suffer from mental illness should not be considered separate from the rest of humanity. Each person's individuality outshines his problems. See, mental illness is not simply aggression or strange actions that a person chooses like every other disease. There is a physical component. The affected organ is the brain. Something is wrong in the brain to cause symptoms that manifest themselves in behavior changes or mood swings. These changes are not anything the victim can control any more than they can control symptoms of other diseases such as pain, weakness, trembling, or debility. Like other diseases, medicine is used to restore proper balance and reduce symptoms, allowing proper functioning. Like some other conditions such as diabetes or multiple sclerosis, there is no cure for mental illness, but research and new treatment methods give increasing hope for a complete relief and a happy, independent lifestyle. See, a person with mental illness cannot just get over it. They need help and constructive assistance. With a disorder of the mind, it is just as impossible to organize thoughts as it is to walk with a broken leg. Someone else must do what the victim cannot do himself to secure appropriate treatment. They need as much medical help as a person with more observable physical problems. Unfortunately, no matter how much we try to live good, faithful, moral lives, things happen which are beyond our control. There are crises of war and abuse that impact mental health as well as physical. There's chronic stress and sleep deprivation which are part of these situations. Upset chemical functioning of the brain causing breakdown which results in severe anxiety and depression or post-traumatic stress syndrome. This is, a, this is as real as any other crippling disease. It is not put on and won't go away by simple willpower. It takes medical treatment to restore balance that dissolve disturbing symptoms of mind, medication, therapy, rest, nutritious diet, regular exercise contribute to healing disorder in the brain just as appropriate medical treatment heals other disease organs or symptoms of the body fate and hope in god has a calming effect on body and soul devotion to a loving all-powerful god brings a constructive dimension that the world cannot duplicate troubling circumstances lose power when hearts are turned to one who cares heals and saves we aim for better coping skills. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is poor, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Philippians 4.8 A frustration of mental illness is the 
difficulty of treatment, which does not give immediate relief. Sometimes it takes a lot of time to find a correct diagnosis, which leads to specific treatment. Then when medication is prescribed, it takes several days or weeks, not a few hours to control symptoms and feel good again. Science is not at the point of fully understanding what goes on in the brain to cause disorder. A simple act of will to snap out of it or pull yourself up by the bootstraps will not work for a disease that steals control of thoughts and emotions. Patient perseverance while trusting in the sovereign God who brings good from difficulty will make the situation more tolerable. Belief in God who understands all kinds of hurt within those who want his help provides soothing relief and consolation. Even when we're unable to articulate prayer because of restrictions of illnesses, God accepts yearnings of the heart and soul. He honors all good desires turned to him. We are assured of his constant divine cares. We participate in medical resources that bring relief. He uses compassion of those around us for healing strength. We find strength in sharing experiences. Encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 This principle is a gold mine of wisdom for rising above problems. There is no comfort like that from one who walks in the same shoes. Knowing fears and anxieties are shared by another does much to lift burdens, especially with the greatly misunderstood disease of mental illness. Sometimes mental illness is a part of a dual diagnosis, which includes problems with addictions. I believe all types of support groups, whether alcoholics, anonymous, narcotics, anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, Codependence Anonymous, Overcomers Outreach in connection with mental health treatment are very effective in producing permanent positive changes. Self-help groups can be, most, can be a most effective part of a balanced, comprehensive treatment program. Studies show that those who integrate spirituality in the formula for better health have greater recovery Faith has power to heal and restore. That doesn't mean it always removes problems, especially in disease which has no known cure. But receiving calming peace is a realistic expectation. We reject stigma and do not tolerate discrimination. But this happens so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. John 9.3. This principle is one that I intend to become most vocal about. I do not understand why people must place blame and increase suffering for victims of mental illness, which is a brain disorder, an affliction they did not want or deserve any more than they want or deserve any other type of illness or misfortune. Health problems emanating from any other body part provoke sympathy and consolation instead of mockery and derision. This attitude not only scars individual, it also scars society. Antagonistic blaming and shaming prevent people from getting needed help. It leads to increased crises that turn into tragedies. Instead of resorting to 
research for objective analysis and problem solving and keeps us stuck in false distortions which stifle progress. People insist on ignoring the fact that there is no greater percentage of violence among those who suffer from mental illness than there is among the general population. Anger is an emotion everyone has, whether well or ill, for many reasons unrelated to illness. Some choose not to control this emotion, making life and society more and more threatening. So if you know someone who is mentally ill, here are three reminders to keep in mind as you take care of them and encourage them to take care of themselves as well. Don't try to do this on your own. Pray. Be honest with God about your own suffering and ask Him to give you strength and wisdom. As with any illness or injury, you can't provide good long-term care for someone else if you're not strong and healthy. Find other people to help you. This can be tricky because your family member or friend might not want you to talk with others about their illness. Find safe places like support groups specifically created for loved ones of people with mental illness. Look for, a, look for a local chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, that's NAMI, N-A-M-I, and find out when their support groups meet. Look for a local church or Christianity or a Christian ministry that offers supportive groups. Try to find a Christian counselor who can help you make sense of your own suffering and support your health. I truly believe that there needs to be a counselor in the church. Face and seek answers to your Theological questions and spiritual crisis. For many people, mental illness doesn't just doesn't fit what we thought a Christian life should be. And because we don't often hear it addressed in churches, we may feel God doesn't have answers to our questions, but he does. And you're not the first person to ask them. Ask God to help you understand this truth in your situation and seek counsel from a spiritual leader who has expertise in this area. Your own spiritual health and strength can give you confidence in walking through mental illness alongside someone you love. There are loads of information regarding mental health at National Alliance of Mental Illness. Visit them so you would know the signs and symptoms. It truly hurts my heart to hear flippant derogatory words in reference to an illness which involves much emotional and sometimes physical pain. And I will take every opportunity to fight error with truth by the grace of God. I extend compassionate comfort that extinguishes ignorance and hatred to help heal individuals and society. To God be the glory. Okay, that's it for this episode. I do thank you for listening. Please remember to stay safe, stay prayed up subscribe and share until next time may god bless you